got nine minutes to maximize your travel and casino experience? Welcome to Zorkcast, powered by Travel Zork, helping you travel smarter, gamble smarter, and maximize your adventures. From airline miles and hotel points to living in the lap of luxury in a Las Vegas casino, you'll find all the knowledge you need to travel in style. Brought to you in nine minutes or less. Now, please welcome the host of Zorkcast, Michael Mason Traeger. Hello, this is Michael, and welcome back to ZorkCast. I have Robin of Anytime Gambling with us again today, and we are going to continue our conversation about MGM Springfield, which is the new resort casino property in Springfield, Massachusetts, and it is actually the first resort casino to open up in Massachusetts. The second will be Wynn, or should we say Encore, Boston. And just as a little <laughs> bit of background, the Massachusetts gaming regulations call for three casino properties in Massachusetts, two resort casinos, one slot parlor, and it's and it's very separated by regions. Robin could probably tell you about that a little bit better than I can, but they've really tried to lay it out so that these casinos are, are basically competing for business in different regions of the state. So, Robin, welcome back to Zorkcast. Well, uh, thank you very much. Glad to be back. So, we left off last time, you know, this whole MGM Springfield, which is an impressive property that's basically built from the ground up. And I think we were just starting to talk a little bit about the casino experience. And there's often a, there's a hashtag I'm trying to get people to start using, which is C-A-S-I-N-O, EX for casino experience. And most of the reason for that, and I think I'm the one who actually first came up with this, is that in the in the realm of like airlines, we always talk about passenger experience. And that's a popular hashtag that's hashtag P-A-X-E-X for passenger experience. And I and I really one of my favorite things to talk about is the casino experience. You know, and even for people who aren't big gamblers, like that whole experience of of going to a casino as a as an entertainment venue or as somewhere you would go for a night out. So so Robin, last time you left off where you were a little you were sort of wondering who is MGM Springfield looking for as their customer. So let's just pick up from there. I posed the question who they are going for because I don't see a lot of things that are that are just available for the high roller, for example. There's no lounge which is which I, is crazy to me. I, I don't know of a new casino that has opened with, without it, like the M4 at uh, Borgata or the lounges at Mohegan Sun and Foxwoods for the higher rollers. They have none of that. The high limit area is small. And don't even get me started about the, the video poker because the, the tables, well, by the way, they only have 19 total video poker machines in this entire entire casino which is kind of sad and then if you looked at, at the poker the video poker pay tables they're they're absolutely horrible there are no nickels of you know for in like ultimate x or thing or games of that nature basically that's six five bonus seven five for jacks uh eight five for double double bonus and that's at the quarter level i thought that if i went into the high limit there would be something better well it, it's a little better but you have to go to the $5 denomination just to find nine five jacks 
Wow. Can I interrupt? I have to interrupt for a minute. You said 19, (laughs) like 19, like less than 20 video poker machines on the casino floor? Yes. Wow. Yes. They have, yep. They have a a very long bar that has about, I would say 15 to 16. Oh, maybe it's more than 19, but they have 15 or 16 at that bar. And then they have one bank of six multi-line games like triple uh, triple play but all at the quarter level and uh, not the, again the big pay t- tables aren't so good and then on the opposite side of the casino they also have a bank of of six and that's it that is the video poker and and of course they have let me see i think six at the bar of the high limit area but wow. out of out of 25,000 machines that's that's less that's like 25 for video poker that's uh, that I can't believe play. that. I mean, that's you know, you have twenty five hundred machines, and and that little video poker. Now, stepping back to that subject about VIP lounges and casino lounges, I think that's sort of an interesting one, and maybe that's a little bit by market. I'm I'm sort of curious. I really now I'm really curious about this. The most recent MGM property that was a, a build, you know, a build from from scratch was the Harbor property in, in DC. (laughs) Now we know that when, when they took over, when MGM took over Borgata, which is basically a little bit, Oh, it's like a year and a half that they took it over a year ago where Borgata, a year ago, June, where Borgata switched to M life. They didn't change a lot at Borgata. And of course, Borgata always had the wonderful Amphora Lounge. And they also have, they used to have a Titanium Lounge, which I guess is their Noir Lounge now. Now, I do know that MGM is not known for lounges in Las Vegas. And when I say not known for lounges in Las Vegas, similar to like the way Caesars Entertainment has this ubiquitous diamond lounge, which is at tons of their property. I know MGM has a smatter of lounges, like they used to have one at Mandalay Bay that was like a super high roller lounge, and Bellagio has some VIP lounges. But my impression has always been with MGM that they didn't really do players' lounge, you know, lounge access the same exact way that Caesars did. So I'm a little curious about harbor because i i haven't heard anyone mention a lounge there i'm not surprised about borgata because they took over borgata so that would have been a huge devaluation if they took away the lounges so perhaps it doesn't surprise me that much with regard to with regard to mgm springfield that there aren't vip player lounges but you do have huge competition to mgm springfield that's about an hour away so maybe i'll let you speak to that a little bit at how you feel the competition is with foxwoods and mohegan with regard to springfield well in terms of competition i think it, it's very early to tell i feel personally that if you are a gambler and you have been going to foxwoods and mohegan sun and has built and have built a loyalty there I don't see anything at MGM that's going to pull you away. The surrounding area of MGM is, is only, you know, an hour, an hour and a half the most to uh, to drive down to both the Connecticut tribal casinos. So I don't think that that's going to stop you. However, if you are local and, and you want to go to a place to, to play some slots and to, to have some drinks with friends and, and there are two dining, the two um, fine dining establishments are just fantastic. But, you know, if you're looking for that general casino type of experience, I think it's a great place. Again, I don't know if the number of people is going to stay at the, at this high rate, but 
it's still a, a nice place to stay. It, it basically at its location, location, location for MGM. That's what they're hoping that that's going to put them over the top. But I still think that the gambler and the gambler who smokes and the gambler who enjoys the free drinks, even though I now I know that the uh, MGM Springfield does does offer free drinks for gamblers on the floor and at the at the bars. But I think to put that all together, it's not just one thing that's going to make you go here or there. Usually it's the combination, which is what you said, the, the experience. And I think that while the experience at MGM Springfield is a good one, I don't think it's going to draw a lot of the, the true gamblers, those people who are going to try to make money, to make, to, to get the comms and enjoy the action. So I, I uh, no, it's it's very interesting. I mean, I I think I think what you're saying is interesting, and I look at it a little bit like I always I looked at it, when you look at Atlantic City, and Atlantic City obviously took a huge hit, which they knew was coming, but they ignored when Pennsylvania legalized gambling. And a couple mm-hmm. of the properties were very <laughs> shrewd. Like if you look at Harris, you have Harris, Philadelphia, or maybe we should just call it Harris Chester. But, you know, Harris <laughs> opened up a property very close to Philadelphia and also close to a lot of suburban areas, which are, you know, which have a huge amount of population. And it's way more convenient for people to go to Harris, Philadelphia for their, you know, middle of the week, I want to go gamble for a half hour than to necessarily go to Atlantic City. And that's a little bit of what perplexes me about Springfield, you know, except for the, it's truly like a local's casino. But what's interesting about it is it's a heck of a nice local's casino. Now, on the other end of that, the thing that I think is going to be interesting is the whole win or Encore Boston, or I guess they're calling it Encore Boston Harbor. Now that's a little different because that that's pretty far away from Mohegan and Foxwoods. But I, I do, I do agree with you. I'm a little bit confused about that market. I am glad about obviously Massachusetts. We've had a lot of interesting concerns about Massachusetts gaming with regard to alcohol. I was not surprised at all that the Massachusetts casinos were non-smoking. I I saw there was no way they were going to have indoor smoking. Obviously, that is a disadvantage for a casino with the cigarette smokers and the cigar smokers. And that's always been something that Atlantic City has been able to also keep. I mean, I know that Foxes and Mohegan do not follow Connecticut smoking laws, and they do follow Connecticut liquor laws for Atlantic City. I don't remember if you, I don't recall if you remember that they did actually, Atlantic City went non-smoking, I think for two weeks or something like that. Oh, yes. Yes, I do. That was, that was quite the experience here. And they switched that around quite, you know, rather quickly too. Yeah. I am sort of, I am sort of intrigued about MGM Springfield. I mean, I think, I think it has a lot of things going for it. With regard to the scale of the property, I mean, it's, it's obviously a very small hotel, but it has a lot of surrounding hotels, which people can book at, which maybe is a little bit similar to what Harris has done in Baltimore. That's the first thing that comes to my mind. The other thing that I think is really smart. It is. I mean, they do have enough slot machines. They have really focused on the casino floor. I guess even though it's a little bit crowded, this makes a huge amount of sense to me because if it is a local casino, a local's casino, then the hotel isn't as big of a deal. Whereas I've always, my impression of Mohegan and Foxwoods, especially Mohegan, which finally added another 500 rooms 
just about a year ago, mm-hmm. is Mo- Mohegan, well, yeah, yeah. Mohegan never had enough hotel rooms. And I thought that always really hurt them with regard to, you know, the number of people who could stay there. They always always seemed to be very crowded, but they were definitely lacking in hotel rooms and especially f- – for the fact that they're in the middle of nowhere. But I, I think it's, I think it's interesting. So what do you think? We're a little bit over time, but what's your impression about? I mean, this is the really the first real casino in Massachusetts that's not a slot parlor. So what's your impression of Massachusetts gaming or, you know, gaming regulations and stuff? How do you like, how, what are your feelings about that? I visited Plain Ridge Park a few times, of course, to, to cover it. They have a regular clientele that come in, but it's not, you know, it's not a large casino in, in any uh, way at all. And Massachusetts does have its its strange laws, like the ATM has got to be at least six or eight feet off of the casino floor. They are very concerned about the addicted gambler and problem gambling, and and I have to I have to tip my hat to that because that is a problem, and they don't want to they want to be able to get the revenue, but not necessarily put their residents, you know, in danger of, of uh, addiction. But I have to say that there are a couple other things. I know we're running short on time, but there are other things at uh, MGM Springfield that are really, really good. The Tap Sports Bar is probably equal to any sports bar at uh, in, in the Connecticut casinos or, or anywhere in New England. It is just absolutely terrific. Beer choices are wonderful. It's a good pub fair, and there are televisions galore to watch things. I wouldn't be surprised if they might add sports betting in, in that because it's a, it's huge. They have no clubs like Shrine or Avalon in, in the Connecticut casinos, but they do have a Chandler Lounge, the Chandelier Lounge, which is not only connected to the steakhouse, but it's, it's, an, it's a nightclub, uh, small. Their entertainment is what really will be surprising because they, have, they are able to use Mass Mutual Center which is eight, it holds up to 8,000 people. So they'll be able to have the same type of entertainment that the Connecticut tribes have in their casinos. Wow. The only thing that they, they, they won't be able to compete at all is convention space. With Foxwoods has four times the space, and Mohegan Sun with their new, new edition expo has eight times the space. So there again, they're going to have to depend on the hotels downtown to help them with their small amount of uh, business space and meeting space. And so that's I have to ask again the I question: mean, who, No, I mean that's, that's who are they? Who are they going for? You know, I mean, are they trying to get conventions on and, and large large groups like that in? You know, so it's, it's still very confusing for me, and, and still they're still very young at this. I I can't wait to see it in six months to see what they have tweaked and what they have changed and what they've kept. Does sound very exciting, and and like you were saying for the the concert venue, that's something that's been. Extremely Extremely successful for Mohegan Sun at the Mohegan Sun Arena. So that's it's it's really interesting stuff. I mean, I also I guess we sort of have to give them credit because maybe they've decided to be a little bit cautious in the size of the property. I seem to recall that they were thinking of doing a gigantic hotel tower originally, and then they scaled it to this much more local flavor kind of. Resort. At least I think I read that a couple of years ago. So- yes, which I thought was a mistake because it would be, it was almost like a light, just you know, bringing people in on, you know, from the highway, and now it's just very subdued. I wish they would have kept with that design. 
Well, Eddie, but but you know the good the good thing about this is, and I like this cautious approach in some ways because we saw what happened with Revel with opening this gigantic new property that cost you know mm-hmm. a ridiculous amount of money, and that didn't go so well. Though the topics of why Revel failed that could be about forty two Zork casts. So, but anyway, we are <laughs> absolutely out of time, Robin. I'm thinking now that maybe we will will do an episode or two a month about some of the New England stuff because there's so much exciting news and I'm I'm just so happy we were able to do this today. Just quickly remind everybody where they can find you. Yes. Anytime gambling is basically New England time gambling and that's what the any stands for. You can find us on uh, at, at anytimegambling.com. Twitter is Anytime Gambling. And of course, our Facebook page is also Anytime Gambling. That's so you can, uh, can check us out on, on all three media. And, and we have all sorts of things. We Not only New England casinos, but we, we tend to cover lots of gaming history as well as gaming, uh, you know, do's and don'ts and things like that. So I hope, uh, I hope people can check us out. Excellent. And of course, you can also continue the conversation in the Zorkcast Facebook group. And we also have a New England Casino Facebook group, which we welcome people to come if they want to discuss casinos in New England. And I will make sure links to everything that we've mentioned are in the show notes. Thank you so much again, Robin, for joining us today. You're very welcome. Thank you. And until next time. You've reached the end of your stay with us on this episode, but we encourage you to visit our website for more resources at TravelZork.com and to continue the conversation on Twitter and Instagram at TravelZork and Facebook.com slash TravelZork. Travel smarter, gamble smarter, and maximize your adventures right here on ZorkCast. Until next time, good luck.